Hello and welcome to today's episode of Dr. Simone's Mindspace. I'm very excited to be able to talk to somebody that I think a lot of my audience will be interested to hear about. And we have Graham here live from LA taking his time in his very busy calendar to share his passion with all of us about how it is to not be on your screen all the time and actually enjoy a life without your your phone in your hand. So I'm curious to hear um, what you have to say, Graham, and I'll, I'll give you the word to introduce yourself and um, looking forward to hearing more from you. Okay, great. Well, thanks so much for having me. Like you said, my, my name is Graham Dagoni. Um, I started uh, my company Yonder in 2014, and um, my interest has always been in, in sociology and philosophy of technology, and I've kind of um, taken my interest in that and applied it to um, to what's going on with, with phones, and I think the internet and the concept behind my company is that we create phone-free spaces. We do that all over the world, right. all different kinds of spaces, but we focus primarily on live performance and uh, education. Wonderful. You know, I because I'm on the screen, my child is screaming now. I will bring him into the screen so he will stop crying. Sure. He, he actually is very screen sensitive. I think it's very interesting to, to see how a child can be um, very... Um, this is Raphael, by the way. Um, how how some how children respond already in such a young age to to the screen, right? And if you're preoccupied doing something else, then and then being being um present, um, that they respond very much. I'm I'm sure you have a lot to say about that uh, as well. well. I think I think any parent observes it. You know, or they can watch their the way their child reacts to watching a TV screen. Or right. A and, you know, I think people know that they can watch the reaction that it has. Yeah. I I I noticed my my partner um, feeding him and having his phone in his hand and how how the child was looking at him and him looking at his phone instead was such an obvious situation where. Well, you you noticed that that he was not attentive, right? So, yeah, I think it plays out in a lot of different, a lot of different ways, in a lot of scenarios. At it, small levels and households and things have divided attention. We also talk about it a lot at at uh, musical shows. Just what I think to me, when someone's oriented towards a screen or what's going on in the screen, it it's saying in a subtle way, it's saying what's happening in this room is not quite enough. And so mm -hmm. someone's thought waves are going right. out to some other place and they're, you know, it just leaves the room. And when someone comes back to themselves in that place, everything is different. It's not the way it was a couple minutes before. Exactly. And when you, when you have thousands of people in a room, that plays out a lot of times and it changes the feel a lot. Absolutely. That's a very interesting point about the, the, the scenery changing when you're, when you're sort of leaving the room, even though you're you're in the room, but you're on your phone, you're not you're not present, and you don't understand what's going on in the in in the actual room, right? 
and it gives yeah, the other person yeah. also this feeling of 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 like being in not interesting enough yeah i mean that that's that's the message it sends yeah whether someone whether someone intends to or not you know? yeah and even at, at shows i've had a lot of conversations with people saying oh well i, I like to just snap one photo at a show really quick or two photos and i'm not very bad i totally understand that but um once you for me once you change your mindset to recording something or you enter into that other medium you can't expect everything to be the way it was when you come back exactly and so exactly. that over time that has a that just has this effect of kind of taking sucking the energy out of a room i think absolutely absolutely because you you yeah it it just takes away the the full presence and it's this distraction that that really just just takes away the sparkle somehow yeah it does and i mean i, I keep i use the examples of shows a lot because it's very easy to see you know a great a great music show there's kind of a there's a rhythm to it the way it builds and it kind of builds towards a crescendo and it starts the moment people enter the building you know it's orienting yourself towards what you're about to experience and everyone's starting to get on the same frequency so if everyone is sending emails or doing things right up to when the curtain opens um, and then throughout they're kind of fragmented well it doesn't allow the thing to build in this way and the people who are most attuned to that are are the artist yeah. but everyone knows it at some level as they experience it and um, that's what I enjoy when we do big shows or any any show um, is that you can kind of see people reorienting and it doesn't take much I mean no when you take a smartphone out of the equation people reorient very quickly they just need a little help yeah true true it's it's like it's like this little one here seems to seems to really want want something else but attention so it's very fascinating actually to see this is like in in my face right now an experience of of of, of not being fully fully dedicated to him i like doing like a life experiment here with my child yeah i guess this is he's been spoiled today about being being fully fully attentive to uh and uh, and now uh now not so much i guess um that's uh interesting to, uh, experience as well no i understand i think a lot of in the u.s at least a lot of um a lot of parents you know are having a lot of difficulty communicating with their kids as their yeah. kids get older yeah and i think a lot of that comes back to what what we're talking about and just um the way the way young people's brains are starting to be patterned by the medium right. of communication and yeah um you know it's the good thing is as science shows i think people's brains are very plastic and they can change and what we see especially with students is that they might be on their phones a lot and there's all these different social behaviors that are not probably not very good that are coming out of that um but when you remove phones from a school even after two three weeks students reorient very quickly their, their body language changes the noise level in the school and the cafeteria goes up games start being played again card games uh they start playing outside it, it happens really quickly Aww. so i think in the modern world it just takes the absence of um some of these tools in this particular space to allow these other things to flourish and yeah. that was the fundamental insight for me with with yonder is that 
these things that we value that hold the fabric of society and give meaning to people's individual lives, they require these spaces that have to be set aside, similar to a, a national park system, you know, mm. in the United States that are, are set aside and kind of um, allow these things to flourish. Right. But they have to be protected. What a beautiful analogy. I really love that because it's also connecting with nature again, connecting with other humans is connecting also to a degree with nature, right? It's it's connecting to another another human being. Definitely. Yeah. I think the things that are, you know, nature has seen good, you know, there's a professor of um, philosophy of technology in Montana. His name's Albert Borgman. And what he has always said is that you know, nature has seen to it that the things that are most profoundly enjoyable for humans are also the best for us. Right. And so right. for me, a lot of the new, a lot of the new thinking around um, online communities, online things, it's kind of a social experiment. It, yeah. it really, and I think we're starting to see some of the results. So the results, right. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't mean it's going to go away, but I think um, what people have been thinking is these are going to be focal points or centerpieces mm -hmm. of our lives. I don't, I don't think that's true. I think we're seeing what that leads to. And um, these things that are engage your body and mind and your social, um, you know, social interactions and then bring you closer to nature and the outdoors and tangible things seem to be the things that ground us and build so real community. True. Absolutely. I think, I think that's really, that's really such an interesting thing we can also see now after the pandemic, how people really enjoy going back to their workspaces to meet with other people again, right? The, the tiredness of Zoom meetings and, and yeah. yes, it's, it's okay to have it as a, to a degree. I, I really appreciate the opportunity to have it, um, yeah. but, but it shouldn't be the only, only way of communicating, right? I, I, I agree. I think it's, it's, uh, it's the spice. It's not kind of yeah. the meat and potatoes of yeah. our, what our diet should be. Yeah. Absolutely. So maybe you could tell a little about your, 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 um, your projects in the schools that you're doing. That would be yeah, very interesting I mean, to hear. Um, working in education is one of the, one of the pillars of our, of our company. And there's a very definite reason for that. I mean, I think every parent is, is thinking about and concerned about what does it mean to raise a kid mm. or a young person in today's environment? What is unrestricted internet use going to lead to? Not just right. the negative things they see online, not just the cyberbullying or things like that, but also what type of education are they receiving? How are they, how are they building a structure of knowledge in their head? What does that look like? Because the internet is not conducive, in my opinion, to building distinctions of meaning. You know, it's, um, it's flat. The internet is flat and everything has the same value, more or less, mm -hmm. as everything else. So another way to put it is easy come, easy go for information, you know. Right. Um, teaching, teaching data retrieval to a student is not learning. It's data retrieval, right. you know. So I think for us, that's always been a big part of what we wanted to focus on is realizing if you can create a phone-free campus um, and allow kids to just be themselves, all these negative things that are coming out of schools right now, whether it's TikTok challenges or it's, um, I, I, at some level, I believe, the rise in anxiety and depression amongst young people attached to social media. Absolutely. Um, it's the lack of 
developing social skills. Yeah. Um, all these things, a lot of in the US, a big problem is fights and kids, mm-hmm. you know, problems with that. There's a lot of problems with privacy because you can imagine being a student, a, a mm. middle school student, say seventh, eighth grade, your most embarrassing moment being recorded and put on the internet. It's, right, right, that right. That would be devastating. So we've always tried to focus on saying to, uh, in the early days, a lot of teachers came to us and said, or I would, I would be going to schools and they said, oh, I'd love to use this. I want to use this for my classroom, mm. just my classroom. And I always said, well, it, it would really work a lot better <clears throat> if your administration is ready, if you make your entire, your entire campus phone free. And over time, that's exactly what's happened. So now mm-hmm. we work in thousands of schools around the world. So and great. Um, administrators or principal will take on yonder to help implement a cultural change in their school and say, all right, now every student is still going to be able to possess their phone, but it goes in this locking pouch. What yonder provides is also all the curriculum and kind of the programming to go with that, mm-hmm. to teach, help the teachers, help the administrators, help, help the parents understand what a phone-free campus means and why we're doing it, mm-hmm. um, which is very important. And also that the students understand that this yeah, is for your benefit, Exactly. you know, um, so that eight hours a day at school becomes a phone-free space. And we see the changes happen, happen really quickly. Um, and parents usually tell us that they see that, that occur really quickly too. Mm. Um, and generally what we see is that, um, Initially, a lot of students push back and they say, oh, you know, I, my phone is too important. But mm. after just a few weeks, a lot of the kids, I think, feel relieved. They feel mm-hmm. like this background pressure in the back of their minds that they, they never could name um, has suddenly developed a face. And yeah, it's yeah. has everything to do with their phone. Fascinating. I, I do remember from my own experience when we were in the summer hiking in the mountains I was really, I didn't want to use my phone. So I put it on flight mode the whole day and Mm -hmm. it really caused anxiety to turn it on again. I just really didn't want to because I was like, ugh, then it comes this flow of information and, and I just don't want to deal with it. I don't want to feel like I need to post anything on Instagram. I don't feel really, I need to, to respond to all these WhatsApp messages or emails. I just want to be here in nature and that's it. And a similar situation I actually had when I was um, working and living in China for and, and going back and forth between China and Europe. When I was in China, I couldn't use WhatsApp anymore because it was blocked uh, the last couple of times. And to be honest, it was actually really nice i couldn't use instagram i couldn't use whatsapp and it was a freedom and then i afterwards when i came back or on the flight back you you get back internet to europe right and and we had this chat group and i got so flooded with with messages that i was just so overwhelmed that i just left the the group over overnight and everyone was really upset that I did, but yeah. I was just too, too much. I, I totally get it. I think that's a big part of it. It's, it's, it's not just this app or this thing. It's, it's just an overwhelming amount of input yeah. for people's brains. And you only have so much attention to, to give and energy to give every day. Where, where does it get used? You know, I think you see that 
in everything. People will start their day different ways. A lot of people read the news or things like that. And your attention and your, it's just carried away to a far corner of the world. I'm not saying that's bad, but so much of the way things are now are so hyperbolic and the mm -hmm. internet is so um, inherently polarizing. It's not, doesn't do well with shades of gray. Mm. And so it's very hard for people to suspend judgment and then your emotions and associations are attached to it. And I think a lot of people end up spending a lot of energy worrying or thinking about the news or other people and things that are in a mm. place that you can't directly affect. And to me, that's, um, your energy just becomes a river without banks. Absolutely. So, I mean, I think everyone's wrestling with how to deal with that because so much of the modern world now is being funneled through these foundational platforms that are built around technology. And right. I think, I think there's reasons to be concerned about that. Mm -hmm. um, for myself, you know, for the last seven years, I, I don't have a smartphone. I use, I use a flip phone and that's, that's great for me, but it creates all sorts of difficulties no of doubt, as the, as the world moves this way. But my goal has also been to create these phone free spaces. What we do is it gives people a socially acceptable way to enter mm. into a space and to be offline where, whether it's in schools, it's at a show, it's in any of the other spaces, warehouses, working areas for us, mm -hmm. you know, your boss can't reach you. People yeah. can't reach you. There's yeah. a reason for that. And, and it lets you off, it lets your mind rest, I think, yeah. from, from all that stuff. And it's a physical, what it feels like to me is it's always been a physical tie between the phone and, and people. It's, of course, there's a lot of um, psychology wrapped up in it. Yeah. But when people feel the buzz or they see the flashing lights, it's, you have to start by interrupting that impulse mm -hmm. to allow people's brains to rewire. And then the ideas tend to come later. Um, right. In my, in my experience. Yeah, I agree. I I actually get very stressed when I hear my the the tone of my phone ringing. I'm a very very introverted person, so I hate to take phone calls. So when my phone is ringing, I find it's very stressful. So therefore, even more when it when there is no phone, there is no calls. Um, so yeah. I think you're not alone in that. I think you know. I think everyone. It's looking for those boundaries and right. structures, and um, to me, it has a lot to do with physical space. Mm. What what rooms do you work in? What rooms are electronic devices in? Where mm -hmm. are they not? And building those associations around what those are. Interesting. Um, so yeah. So when you would sort of give give um, the audience uh, parents concerning parents, maybe their kids are too much on their phones or even they themselves feel they're too much on their phones or they're having a hard time focusing on, on like a set up rules around the dinner table for themselves, but also for their kids or teenagers. Sort of some tips how to, how to really maybe get at least off the phones a little more i i'm not like trying to to say we we have to tell everyone to to become phone free immediately but sort of a step towards a more phone free environment yeah well we have we have a lot of parents that reach out to us asking to use um pouches yonder pouches at the home because they find that to be a useful way a, a useful tool or mechanism to to develop that kind of um that those boundaries. So that's one way I think a lot of, a lot of families are figuring it out though, where they'll leave 
at a certain point, maybe it's around the dinner table, all the phones and electronic devices are placed in one area and it's off to the mm-hmm. side and that's mm-hmm. going to be, that's consistent. You know, right. I think that's, yeah. that's helpful. Um, but I also think there's a, there's a broader, a broader thing that parents are, are trying to figure out and a lot of people are figuring out, which is how to get the message across to younger people that right. what happens on the line is, it's not reality. It's mm-hmm. something else and, and right. how to treat it as that versus what you experience yeah. in the, in the, in the actual world is yeah. uh, being primary. But for tips and things, I think that's that's the biggest one that we've noticed is just creating that physical distance mm-hmm. and that kind of um, yeah. ex, you know, expectation. Amazing. If if people are interested, how, how can they reach out to you? Oh, they can reach out to, uh, to anyone at Yonder by going to our website. That's um, overyonder.com. Um, I will put we'll it in the show them. notes too so people can yeah, reach out. Yeah, of course. Yeah. We, we love hearing from people and we work Great. with all different kinds of people and all walks of life. Amazing. So um, as, as I think um, somebody very obviously needs attention here, um, I, I'm, I'm very, very, very grateful for your time and, and inputs and insights um, to share your passion and story. And, and I hope we can continue the conversation further um, because I think there is so much more to say. And and um, but the the attention span of people usually being also quite limited, and I also want them to be off screen too. So um, I will leave it with that and say to be continued. And thank you very much for 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 spending time, your precious time, on the screen instead of in a beautiful LA. I think I see some blue blue light shining through above your your window there. So. I'm sure there has some nice sunshine over there. Is that true? Oh yeah. Uh, it's actually it's actually raining today. No. Really? Now, it's very very rare. Very rare. Very rare. Yeah. Okay. So hopefully well, the sun comes back. Me. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Yeah. Really really appreciate it. Thank you. All right. I wish okay. you a wonderful day, and um, hopefully we'll talk very soon again. Thank you. All right. Sounds good.